Hello, everyone. This is the first episode of the Open Roads Bus Life podcast. I am the host, Justin, and this is my podcast series. This is something I had been meaning to do for a while. There are a lot of things that I wanted to discuss. I actually had questions on some of the changes, on the whys and hows that I do things that I do. So, this is the podcast. Uh, I'd like to bring to you some ideas. Again, this is the Open Roads Bus Life podcast. I call the bus that I travel around in the Orb Shuttle. And the ORB for Orb actually derived from the idea of the Open Roads Bus. So, I'm sitting here from the interesting trail of the Green Swamp Wilderness Preserve. Um, it's a trail. Um, in Polk City, it's Florida, somewhere between Orlando and Tampa, and I've been on the road for a month now, relatively fresh on the road. My travel story is in-depth, and I'd just like to share some ideas on what is known as hashtag bus life, and more so hashtag van life. Of course, the hashtag world is driven by Instagram, a lot of people of my generation, the millennials, grew up with the internet searching for things. So, being that people now call the term Google um, not just a company, but it's referred to in a verbiage, it's something strange to me because Googling something was really just one of the options. It was more so, do I want a Yahoo or MSN or Bing or what type of search results will come up from my chosen browser. Um, so maybe the Google verbiage was something that the maybe older generations decided because when things start to explode and become the norm it seems like that's what the masses sort of just title things as. So it's like those countries where you go to and they just call uh, soda Coca-Cola or Pepsi. I say I'll have a Coca-Cola and that's just the norm. I don't even know if they have other options to drink. I personally don't drink soda, but um, I do use hashtags. So it's something I stepped away from for a while. Um, my background on using the computer, probably familiar to a lot of anyone who's listening, hopefully. Um, Basically, I had a lot of experience with using it for homework and the leisure aspect of it was dependent on how much I wanted to wait on my dial-up connection. Um, it was mostly used for AOL Instant Messenger through actual AOL and then there was the downloading of other programs like AIM, which is again AOL Instant Messenger and like an app form um, on the basic personal computer. So with that connection to the internet, I'd been using PowerPoint a lot. Microsoft Word, Microsoft PowerPoint, all the other things, spreadsheet and Excel. Of course, as a kid, I wasn't so concerned about, but I did dabble in PowerPoint. A lot of my creations are saved on floppy disks somewhere in my family's house. And um, it was just something that I was able to enjoy creatively. Um, I would make little slideshow presentations with GIFs, 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 
and I used to be a part of message boards and you write out stories and that was my time with computer. Um, I would basically translate my fantasy world of television and cartoons and such into PowerPoint presentation stories and before I could really think about animating them, just use the animations that I had collected searching on the internet. So there was that. There were chat rooms, chat rooms I had used for, again, a lot of TV shows, um, fans around the world talking about different shows and things. I faintly remember uh, I was into anime a lot. So that and then searching online. Now, when I got more into music, I started using Napster and looking for ways to get information for current event assignments. But that was probably the dawn of the internet for me. So, hashtag fan life. Hashtags in general. Uh, having hashtags is the ability to connect with people. Uh, I had taken some, time, taken some time off from circles of communities and some time where I just felt like I needed to reestablish, reground myself. We're circling around to the end of the year, start of 2020, and where I had been last year, even the previous year from then, really, I can understand why I jumped into moving into the bus. Actually, I never knew about hashtag van life as the prominent way of traveling on the road. Where I think it stemmed from, my family can attribute to, I had traveled around playing drums because that was my house hobby and when I picked up a touring band um, we went on the road and traveled around in a Ford van. It wasn't something that to me had a hashtag attached to it and the only thing that was really in line with it was being a traveling musician and I mean of course I had known about tour buses and things Again, I dabbled a lot in the music scene, even just as a fan, before I really started playing music. And that was back in middle middle school, high school. Uh, when I started playing music, I had already seen bands and tour buses and so on. I never thought of the idea of local bands converting a bus or anything. It was just get in a bus and fit your equipment and hopefully everyone gets along as we travel along through the tour route. So that's what we did. Um, again, Napster turned to Kaza and I was very familiar with downloading music and back to searching before it was Google, it was whichever site can give me a zip file. So those who can relate to trying to track down different media share files and it went through a bunch of other things, switched to a bunch of different other programs, which are now more like how applications are. And I was really familiar with the different media searching. So I would browse different blogs and look at band tour schedules. Um, I was a big fan of journaling online and I kept different sort of blogger journals, from Dead Journal, Live Journal, um, Zanga, and a bunch of other different online, seemingly like trendy journal sources. Um, that was that. I went online 
and from touring different music and really had to discover different bands. Um, for those musicians out there that go to the record store, I would go pick up CDs. Records weren't really my forte. Um, I would pick up CDs though, and I lingered around FYE and Tower Records until the end of Tower Records, um, which was a surprise. I remember when they closed down the store. Um, but way before that, I was always outside getting the latest album that was released and looking at different magazines and really the time invested into finding different things. Uh, a hobby thing that was super enjoyable. Um, it was a community. It took time and even the feeling of being a community, it still had a personal solitude about it. And I really enjoyed that time. Um, I sort of feel guilty being able to go on to Spotify or whatever other music application these days and have a suggested playlist or suggested artists. And I mean, I guess I have a grudge against it because that's how so many people like really dive into the music scenes now and cross genres. Um, but at the same time, it's for a good cause. I'm not trying to play like a Napster um, rebellion, like a Metallica or anything. Uh, I'm just trying to dive into the topic of communities and the internet. So the hashtagging phenomenon, I guess, was something that I really thought I should pay attention to when I saw mainstream news sources using it all the time. Um, of course, when I'm talking about me being so invested in the internet, it was me really actually using things for personal use. Uh, when I went into the band, then I would really reach out to more of the public source for, I almost say like a hobby turned business. Uh, being in a band, it was something that it was almost essential to playing shows, especially when going on tour to reach out to other bands and promoters and event venues and that was a common thing I was very involved in that for the band that we were touring in I used MySpace a lot um, MySpace was a community site it was around the time of uh, Facebook uh, before Facebook that was something that was really popular in high school um, sharing the top friends and rearranging categories of profiles and customizing profiles and it was something that was very popular um, a link that was shared around now is basically as much as Instagram is but hashtagging wasn't a thing to breach the different types of um, communities so it was more based around friends like how Facebook used to be with that connected with the band uh, we went on tour before booking the tour. It involved reaching out to a lot of other communities, being states and people in the music scene um, through MySpace and phone calls and emails and so on. And then being able to travel from that really set on a bug for me when I remember getting back from after several tours or so, and I'm talking weekends and then a month and so on. And we'd go around, covered a lot of ground, and I got back and I remember thinking on the road, uh, I felt sort of an outsider for a while. 
Um, I don't know why. I think probably had to do with the recovery of drinking a lot. And then, I mean, when you wake up the next morning foggy, I think of too many days like that, I sort of set my mind aside. And really, I look back and realize how much money I used. And I said, I think I have to step aside and figure out what I'm going to do to feel more, I guess, respectable about myself, um, to go on the road and feel up to par with the fellow friends I had at the time. Um, I had been interested in art and got accepted to some art schools I was into. I wanted to go to these schools, and at the same time, I really didn't feel that I was ready for it. And I didn't think I had the opportunity to be ready for it. And of course, then being in those schools risked the price tag of learning the skills. And at the risk of the price tag, I thought I'd step away from it for a while. When I got back from tour, I was sort of, what do I do next? And it was basically as simple as, okay, I've got to make money. And when I went back into going back to the internet use, I really didn't like being on the computer as much. Um, I stepped away for a while and I realized how much I liked being out in nature, uh, being around on the tours and having the opportunities to just wander. And it was a very healthy thing for me. When I got back, again, I was trying to make a lot of money and really just found a way to consistently make money. At the same time though, I think I sacrificed my leisure time and I didn't really go around a lot, especially because I dive back into relationships, which is another topic. And well, I was really busy. I felt like trying to make ends meet for other structures in society that I didn't really find soulfully completing. And somewhere along the line, afterwards, of a lot of time spent in nature um, and that was something that I realized was the travel bug as it said so I decided that I would try and find a way to have my own place I dived into the idea of living tiny actually from sort of like a childhood dream of having a treehouse and I love the idea of a treehouse um, so much that I actually went in my family's yard and sort of just a fun fantasy sort of set up camp in my family's backyard um, basically just sitting there um, on a pile of bricks and a campfire and putting up some whatever boards were laying around from any demo work that was done in the family's house and I just sort of just sort of dreamt of it and it was something I actually remember doing quite often. I'd balance working on the garden and I learned a lot about gardening and just building campfires and then going out to local parks and I got into getting hammocks with um, hammock tenting and learned to just go out and sort of camp out at the local parks and I kept everything local and accessible based on my lifestyle which was basically busy with work and maintaining things while I lived around my family's house and the relationship that I was in was very cozy, a homebody and 
traveling was never really something that we discussed. Um, so I think after a while again, I broke away in my mind and fantasized about being away. Um, again, I had just gotten back from being on the road trips and I just wanted to go away and have the free roam again. And I think I felt really anchored because of the job and the relationship and responsibilities of living around family, of course, based on maintenance of expectations and just those things. So by the time I was, oh, well, do I go away to college or stay home? And what am I staying home for? It really just felt like there was no end in sight. It was just basically make money. So I had toyed with the idea of living tiny in a treehouse. I looked at then finally at some point. I actually only really got into using YouTube because the girlfriend I was dating had looked at funny videos and sort of just a, a vlog follower, the cutesy videos from time to time. I just sort of tissed it and didn't really care for it. Now that I think about it, I don't think I was watching much of anything. I did use YouTube actually to learn about cultures then. I think that was probably the first things I was doing. Even before looking at old band videos and so on, I would just look at cultural videos because another thing in line with this is what I was trying to to dive into on was finding myself and my family's culture. Uh, it was something, again, another topic, another time, but I had found the idea of studying how people live by the videos they broadcasted, which is what YouTube is for and learning the different foods, the way of gardening, which is actually, now that I remember, another thing that I'd studied a lot on YouTube. I'd studied a lot of gardening and learned from people on how to do things um, with the soil and how to process plants and the different healing powers of plants. It was another thing that I learned. So my introduction to the vlogging world was really through those very broad topics um, of culture and our connection to the earth and using it and healing with it different foods so and doing that along the lines of of course gardening I learned a lot about different farming tactics and how to put together a farm um, the larger topic of homesteading so when I looked into that uh, again relative to where I was in life girl I was dating her family basically had a farm in their backyard living up the block from me in um, suburban Long Island um, in New York and I had looked up the history of New York basically um, the difference between the city and the suburbs and moving out further out east in Long Island where more farmland was um, and it was just something that I was really interested in uh, I had started imagining having a homestead a farm and I had helped out the family of the girl I was dating by things like feeding the chickens and changing around things and gardening um, I had looked up local places where I can go to CSAs and get food and actually go around and shovel the manure from the horses and then bring it back in big bins and replenish my garden with it I was learning a lot about composting and um, as I was doing all that, it was still the idea of, well, where am I going to live? 
basically I just wanted to reiterate how much of a expectations started to resonate with me. But in my mind, I was culturally sold on the idea of living tiny and being able to live off the land. So being urban and moving out into the city where I originally looked at going to schools, I'm glad I didn't, that wasn't for me. So I didn't want to go move into an apartment there. And I didn't really know what I wanted to do, but knowing I really wanted to go further away and far away from local. So I started learning about that, basically looking at a map and thinking of all the places I could live. And I highly encourage it. Um, look at a map and don't imagine any borders and just think of where you would go. Um, that's what I did. I started listing places, literally like in the United States, wrote down every state. And then I started thinking, well, why not Mexico? Why not South America? And started thinking of all different places. Um, across into Asia and again culturally I was looking at things like Jamaica is where my family's from and my grandmother born in Cuba uh, I thought of the islands and well how would it be able how would I be able to easily access those places how can I visit those places easily well maybe I can live near there maybe I can live there and then I started imagining having places houses in different places and it forced me to think of what type of upkeep it would require and how I'd go about that. So very vast, very broad ideas, something that wasn't really a reality um, from where I was coming from at the time. However, it allowed me to imagine and refine what I actually wanted. Right there, I just want to stop and just pay a tribute to figuring out what you're going to do in life because it takes a dreamer it takes someone who's trying to imagine things and I was doing it the wrong way before by thinking of what other people expected of me and trying to just feel out where I should go based on what other people wanted me to do and I spent a lot of time between the thoughts of either my family's expectations or girlfriend's expectations um, what would please or suit my friends lifestyles and it was a real roundabout circle without putting pressure on the activity required behind it and I'm sure there's a person who has a father who's a doctor and he says simply oh well my father was so-and-so and so I feel that I've got to go into that same career path and then there's another way of looking at it that's the way that I looked at what I wanted to have in life and where I wanted to be. Again, looking at that map and not saying, well, what's the cost of rent, but saying, what climate do I want to live in? And when I started doing that, I really hashtagged my ideas. In my mind, I can quickly go back and grab what I wanted in my mind of being somewhere around the world and realize that traveling was, to me, like a hashtag nomad life I started looking up nomads actually um, more so expats and I learned that people weren't just trying to get into the country in the United States there are people that went away from the country and it wasn't only like Florida places like Costa Rica and places in Mexico and people went to Europe and started gardens and learned the languages of places and to me it really became a vast 
buffet of options and I really am thankful for that realization and now I have to mention it wasn't from Instagram I never followed Pinterest I never looked at a hashtag all the credit I should put actually towards YouTube and my own imagination because that's where I started seeing videos of people in those different places and again without looking at it with borders and boundaries I just sort of imagined and it brought me to think well I live in an RV and I never saw any any example of it where anyone was living in an RV but to me it was the most sensible thing from having traveled around in a van for music and it was hashtag van life it was traveling around saying okay well can we drive further or are we too tired to drive luckily we have three or four of us in the vehicle and we can shift our driving times um, and reach our destinations but it was about when we reach our destinations and where that place is um, we had booked shows and we had a schedule to be on but what if there were some empty dates then we got to explore and sometimes when I was booking the tours I look forward to empty dates because it just meant spending time in that state or city and walking around and exploring thrift shops or something or finding record stores or comic book stores or whatever it was that we did it just felt so adventurous and that was why a vehicle was something that was reasonable to me now I had known nobody that lived in a vehicle but my uncle actually lives on a sailboat and he had been someone I'd known that lived on a sailboat um, and always spoke about sort of like a counterculture um, anti-establishment I get my water and my light and my food free and I have solar and basically that's what he spoke about all the time and he has a real attitude to him basically piracy um, the idea of pirates and adventure uh, I'd look at the RV and think about having it and my mind just sat well with me like I can live out of this there's a kitchen it lay the groundwork for okay you can live out of a vehicle everything you need is here if you can't be in the house escape and feel the world and to me that idea just kept in my mind it wasn't because of that but it was something I can join with the idea of having that mobile home and being able to travel around and go anywhere I was looking into making money then and I didn't correlate the idea of working remotely with anything else other than when we were on the road my bassist he had a lot of skills with the art world and designing for different companies and more so outsourcing to be able to find clients to work with was something I saw very helpful for being able to be on the road while we we're on tour and work from a laptop or cell phone and make money and get paid on whatever basis because of a project that was done without having to go to an office without having to stay somewhere and be tied down to a town because of a job that was local and that was something from a different standpoint the idea of my family was more akin to about having a business an online business that really was more about the suit and tie presentation with the actual goal being the leisure lifestyle 
again with traveling and not being in a suit and tie, um, being in beaches around the world because of work that was done working with people and teams. Now the thing is, I felt that the suit and tie was a dreaded thing for me, and I really didn't like being in the suit and tie. And I'm just painting that picture because now, at that time, again, I was studying for cultural reasons that made me feel more affirmed in who I was. Um, being a person in a band that traveled around with shows that I networked with, I was around a lot of people that didn't have colored skin, and it was something that it was normal for me. But at the same time, I can remember all the way to the fifth and the sixth grade in middle school, and it was always me being the outsider, the token black guy, and so on. And yet, culture wasn't something that was discussed much, not around the people I was with. Uh, the only time I really got sources of culture was when I'd go back around family, um, especially the friends that my family kept, and even more so, really to me, it was more personal being around my uncle. Um, and having my uncle and my grandmother with such, that Jamaica has such a deep pride for a culture, and a lot of the people that I was with when we'd visit the island, again, that was almost all they knew. Um, they didn't travel very much. Uh, a lot of people that was just, of course, just about the pride for the culture because it's so prominent in Jamaican culture. And that really resonated with me. And especially it felt more tied to it as I learned about it online. Um, everything that I tried to emulate from then was more in my mind, in my private time, and, I mean, I didn't have a lot of social circles that I'd bring that to. So, when I tried to bring that around, it, I think, seemed a lot more of an imitation. Which I can live with, that's fine. Um, because we are just repeating things that we were taught or subconsciously impacted by in society. Um, but, uh, being friends that think they knew me better than I knew myself, they would really be closed off to it and the changes seem so drastic and again not to dive into that too much because it's more of a precise thing and this is going on long enough for a, a two-part uh, podcast already but I just wanted to reiterate that I was going through changes in mindset and the people I was around they didn't seem to accept it very much and I felt battling sides where I guess the suit and tie families and family friends didn't accept the idea of me having a leisure um, interest in things like that just made me from high school smoking a lot of pot and that was something that obviously I couldn't share with them and anytime it was exposed it was troublesome um, drinking wasn't something I did very much anymore after I had gotten out of college but that was another thing that they just thought I was all about and it seemed more so because I was growing my hair out, I was growing dreadlocks, uh, it was something that I just took as sort of a discipline act for myself and trying to change things that I couldn't do before or more so that I didn't really think of doing before. Now that I live in a bus I realize how much easier it is for me to grow my hair out again 
instead of shaving it. Anyway, um, so I want to paint a picture of me with long hair and dreadlocks and a full beard and everything, just getting back from a road trip with friends in a music scene where it was okay to sort of be urban, um, it was okay to just let it all go and have fun and that was something I was used to and then going back and saying hey I need money I have these expectations and to learn to live up to and in doing so I'm supposed to strap on a suit tie and dress shoes and on a regular occasion present myself like this with a, a title that I just dawned on myself as a business owner um, it was something that it was fake it before you make it and in doing that I just couldn't gripe with the the image really and I didn't want to shave my head I didn't want to cut my beard and before I did because eventually I did again because of all the pressure and expectations I felt that I felt like I should um, and before that I remember we were on a trip and we went somewhere with a beach and I went in front of an RV and I saw this RV I would always speak about wanting an RV to travel around and some of the family friends would sort of laugh at me oh if you want to travel around and you're gonna live out of a vehicle well, why would you do that why don't don't you want a big house and so on um, and I had griped or battled with the idea I had battled with the idea of having a big mansion and house and and I don't think it's funny I think the people that laugh at it are the people that wish they could and don't think that people can and what I did is I said to myself I'm gonna write down everything that I think is a livable feature um, in this world from castles to tents to anything that seemed like appealing just to have that idea of living on my own resonate with me and I tried writing down everything I, I wrote down the specifics of what type of land and mansion I'd want and if it was in one place on the beach or if it was in a cabin how it would be what I would have um, and I put all these ideas together just so I can really think about it all the time and really it was a good good exercise however I didn't feel that it was necessary after a while I started writing down all these things and think well what would I do with it I mean sure I can have a, a grand pool and everything but do I want to maintain it I mean I watched my father maintain the pool that he really likes having and a lot of times I spent time maintaining the pool and it wasn't something that resonated with me after a while, especially after studying homesteading and living off the land. I like the idea of being around in a waterfall and washing. I like the idea of not having to clean it up afterwards. And what I thought of is having a natural pool. I looked up natural swimming pools and how to have those built into a house and a homestead. And again, when I just look back on that, Later on, I narrowed it down, again, from minimal, tiny living to living in a van, um, which actually was an idea then that I started looking on Instagram. When I had looked at RVs, 
I looked at the price tags. I mean, I was also with the nice house envisioning, thinking about nice cars because a business exercise was imagine the house and the nice cars that you'd like to have. And I was in a world where everyone spoke about the nicest of nice cars and things that no one in their family had owned that they wanted to own. And again, sort of the keeping up with the Joneses and wowing society above someone's means. And I only imagined it because I felt like I was supposed to. And I didn't really want it. I didn't, I couldn't cope with the idea of having that much money spent on something that really didn't do much. I mean, I was familiar with driving cars and getting from A to B really didn't feel much different in the big and shiny over the, well, the fuel efficient seemed to make more sense. So I just wanted to reiterate that because when I looked at the RV prices, I started learning about how crazy it would be to maintain the vehicle afterwards and then started thinking of how am I going to park at places and started learning about the idea of the fiberglass vehicle and then all of a sudden it crept into the idea of living into a van like a sprinter transit van and that was something that I think I was exposed to on YouTube or maybe it was Instagram I don't know because I'd stopped using Instagram I actually didn't really use it much I had a lot of pets I collected and um, playing husbandry to all these pets between me and my girlfriend and then after we had split just with my pets that I had um, the hobby of it I thought was interesting having a community on Instagram where I can just post pictures of these animals and then the concept of liking the pictures sort of sort of vibed with me but I didn't really care for the likes so much it just was more of a work it felt like what am I gonna post these things and how am I supposed to join this hashtag world I saw the news and the media the local stations putting hashtags on their their intros and their preview ads for different segments and I was like okay everyone's now using Twitter and everyone's using Instagram so I was like, I should probably get some of these things and see what's going on. Um, I'll admit I was late to the game because it wasn't something I actually wanted to do for any real reason. But as I started learning about animals, I saw people would post their different pets that they had collected, types of dogs and cats, and it's not something everyone loves, but lizards and snakes and rabbits especially. Um, and I went crazy with it thinking, okay, now I can find all these people that have these animals. And I created my Instagram, I created a Twitter, and I said, now let me keep tabs on some of these companies that I respected or enjoyed learning from. The local park societies and things about basically traveling in a condensed way that I can learn about traveling, just to go online and scroll, and everyone knows the, the rabbit holes you fall into by looking at what other people post, and it never really was an envious jealousy factor for me um, that I think provokes a lot of people to want likes um, and want this following acceptance, um, which is normal now that I look at it, because it's of our species 
to blend in with communities. It's, it's part of us as a being to be accepted. Um, it's just how things are. If it's cold and a night where someone makes a fire, you don't want to be standing outside of the fire. And that's basically how it is. The internet phenomenon this is just normal for us now. And within the community is the only way ideas can be shared. Building ideas within the community is a very helpful thing. It's how I learned all the skills that I had mentioned. I've liked animals, I've liked music, I've liked culture and historical exploration, and the idea of urban and country landmass and residencies and the global aspect of travel. All these things that I've liked then match with the idea of moving into a vehicle and having the free roam to be able to drive around and find the land that I want to live on. That is that. This is the Open Roads Bus Podcast. I've certainly talked openly about all the ideas that make up why I'm living in a bus. Now, next time, what I'd like to get into is the conversion methods. Uh, Again, I came from the idea of moving around on the land in a vehicle. To me, that was as narrow as living in a van or an RV. So, those are the options. Now, how did I figure out living in a bus? And where did I get all the ideas about converting it into a nice campable living space? If you like this podcast, please check out the bus that I'm living in, the Orb Shuttle on Instagram. O-R-B-S-H-U-T-T-L-E, Orb Shuttle on Instagram. This has been the Open Roads Broadcast, and I'd like to take a minute to say thank you for listening Sometimes the topic dives in very openly, and I'd like to make sure that this is something you like. If you're listening to it, please share the podcast, take a screenshot, and check this out. Hashtag and tag, let me know if there's anything you'd like to hear. On the next podcast, I will be talking about conversions and moving into a bus of all vehicle choices, and oh, you can do that if you so choose to travel on the open roads.